Hello and welcome to PFF Fantasy Football Podcast, Football Guys Championship Edition. I'm Ian Hardison. This is number seven on the season. Dwayne McFarland joining me as always. We'll see. Uh, we'll see how many we end up with here, Dwayne. But 10, 10 sounds pretty cool. We'll see. Yeah, like if you listen closely, you hear my daughter Zoe. She has no clue I'm podcasting. I guess she's just like singing away in the background. So. We'll get to Zoe here in a minute, but yeah, man, happy to happy to get number seven in. Um, we've had some good luck here these last these last few drafts. Like, I think we've done a solid job drafting, but we've also been in some rooms where like we've pretty we've had some good fortune go our way, which is always good. Love that siren, the horn when round one pick one is on there. Shout out Zoe McFarland. Give you know spreading some positive vibes throughout uh you know Dallas, Texas, if you will. So she's, she's very positive. I have to give it to her. Always a great day to be great. We are picking out 108. Dwayne, we have now been in the back half of six of seven drafts. And the one, the draft that we like the least happened to come out 101. So I'm feeling uh I'm feeling I'm feeling that the deadly caramel, what's our whole name? The deadly car the deadly caramel <laughs> delights are more deadly than ever out of the 108, Dwayne. I don't know, man. I just try to come up with something about someone dying and it goes with girl scouts so i don't know like i'm, running, I'm running i'm running it's the, the caramel, caramel delights or... okay like we should probably just get rid of the caramel and just be like unless you want to make it like mount caramel then we could get like all david koresh but you know nobody will get that like you don't even probably know who david koresh is right over my head no idea yeah yeah it was it's from he was a guy from waco which is south of here like 70 miles and he had like this, um, you know, this compound with all these weapons and all these women and stuff. And like the ATF went, it was, yeah, it was like a three or four day ordeal, like on TV back in the day when I was in high school. But you know, Ian, when, whenever I was in school, I remember I still like we're totally going off on a tangent just to start. <laughs> I still remember like when I was in first grade and I got in trouble at school, like I got my name on the board with like three check marks by it. Like, and I usually, never really got in trouble at school but like the teacher like literally pinned a note to my back like safety pin i had no clue what was in it there's a note in an envelope on my back i have to ride the bus home i have to get home walk down the driveway and my dad's like what's that i'm like you know trying to like keep him from seeing it yeah i got my ass busted you know, back in those days you just got your ass busted you know what and i never did that stuff again so <laughs> oh my goodness well that's that's one way how to start a podcast i'm here for it as we get all the way that's to where all my anxiety in life comes from that one day having to have that stupid note pinned to my back <laughs> in first grade <laughs> it is funny how like uh you know we have those select memories that always will be there for us no matter how old we get i can imagine at least i haven't quite gotten up there as high as you yet Dwayne. but one day you know <laughs> hey I, I know i'm not gonna live forever but you know modern technology my hopeful high level of income 150 175 we'll see what happens down the line travis kelsey off the board at 105 man he went what second round last draft we were in yeah yeah that was a wild one he usually goes in the first round here just so for, for anybody that's listening for the first time now that you got through my you know uh, <laughs> me going on the couch here with ian we needed sigmund bloom here but it's one quarterback two running backs two receivers two flex but it's tight end premium so 1.5 point per reception for the tight end so that makes them go much higher here and then now austin eckler goes off the board and jamar chase is off the board ian pick so, your running back who do we want well that right. or like i was thinking maybe we switch it up this time what if we it's, go with uh digs you know I, i'm kind of 
I like some I like some digs. You could talk me into just go ahead and take a Mark Andrews here. I would do either one of those things. I don't think we um, consider that big of a difference between Saquon and even Kamara and these guys available. So let's get a top five uh, wide receiver. I'm cool with Stefan. Yeah, Diggs. and let's let some magic happen. Let's see what comes back. <laughs> you good with it? Yeah, let's do it. Stefan Diggs. Right, cool. Let's do it. Stefan Diggs on the squad. Boom. The latest uh, Josh Allen quote hyping up Gabriel Davis, just saying all the right things. But that could be, you know, we're talking about is it going to be Gabriel Davis, maybe Isaiah McKenzie, maybe Dawson Knox as the number two, or is it 200 target Stefan Diggs season? A man can dream, Dwayne. Of course, I'm, you know, right after dra- drafting Stefan Diggs, that's where my mind goes. I mean, every damn team is fantastic at the second I'm done drafting them. We'll see how we're feeling 30 minutes into week one, but maybe, just maybe, man, this is the year but but it's realistic man i, I mean know, he's, I an, he's he's an elite talent you're on a pass heavy offense you got a really good quarterback and as much as you and i you know we like gabe davis you know um you know we've talked about dawson knox we've talked about james cook getting involved in the passing game we've talked about isaiah mckenzie but at the end of the day none of the guys behind digs have really proven to be someone that can just demand this large target load now maybe one of them can step up and do that right and so there's this door that's open and if Diggs did get a 28, 30% target share in an offense that throws the much as it throws the ball as much as what the Bills do, you would be looking at a 200 target season. Like yeah. it, that really could happen. And that would that would obviously make him the wide receiver one in fantasy football, most likely. As we continue to go through after Stefan Diggs, Najee Harris, Derrick Henry, D- uh, Devontae Adams, Dalvin Cook, Joe Mixon off the board, CD Lamb still sitting out there, Saquon Barkley, all of a sudden Mark Andrews becomes in play. What are you thinking here, Dwayne? We have three picks ahead of us. Yeah, well, I like Swift. I love Barkley. I love Lamb. I love Camaro. I love right. Pitts. I love Andrews. They cannot do anything. Honestly, I like drafting down here. I've come to the conclusion that this is just my favorite position to draft from yep. is basically eight and lower um, because no matter what coming, especially in this format where you get the tight end premium coming back, you're getting a really, really good asset onto your team. We feel um, better about the top 16, 17 guys than we really do. I yes. think that next year. Yes, there's definitely a drop. I mean, and we're, we're one way of pick. We have Mark Andrews on the board here. <laughs> yeah, I say we take. I say we Ooh, take Mark Andrews, Swift or Andrews. Do we have any Swift yet? I know we have some Andrews. Uh, we have one Swift, but th- this is the thing. Is for it's good for both of them. Like I'm fine with Swift too. I mean, this is this is several spots past for him. So I like Swift. The problem is like we like some of the running backs that come back this way. The, the yeah. tight ends definitely drop. I can go either way, honestly. But if we don't, I don't think we have a Swift team together. So if you want to click on Swift, I'm good with it. This is the thing. Like when you're drafting here, I like this is a really good tier of players to be selecting from. Let's go, Andrews. The one thing I've learned doing these is not to get cute at tight end. This okay, is a reasonable Andrews. this is a reasonable spot for Andrews. I mean, he goes right, up the turn. He goes up the turn sometimes when we're drafting at least. So it, it's nice. It is <laughs> nice in this format to not be worried anymore about tight end. Like you can always add another if you want, yep. but you don't have to. You know what I mean? I think there's still enough uh again, man. It's the late round. Not late round, but like round seven, eight through 10, 11. All those running backs that just continue to really be priced down there. I am happy to uh, scoop them up and just address these other positions early. I have the confidence to do so because of that range, not because I'm just a zero RB, you know, truth or diehard over. But it works. It works, especially from this end of the board. Like it, it really does work. There's some, there's some good stuff that you can do. So yeah, I'm with you. 
Big news of the day. Jimmy Garoppolo restructured the content back in San Francisco. Apparently has about $9 million in incentives. It, I mean, this. I guess he does have a no-trade clause, though. So he will be in San Francisco for seemingly the entirety of the 2022 season. Of course, Kyle Shanahan on record. This is Trey Lance's team, yada, yada, yada. Also said that before they re-signed him. Dwayne, initial thoughts on this. Are you happy to now maybe get a little Trey Lance discount? Uh, yeah, I'll take the discount, but it's definitely not good just because you know how things go. If yeah. and, and Lance is raw. So if Lance comes out and struggles the first three or four games and just the 49er fans alone, they're going to go berserk, man. I know. It's and we, possible and we, now. And we know how Shanahan now. does. So there's definitely more risk involved with Trey Lance now. However, the upside remains the same. The upside is still the same. Like you could I, be getting a top three quarter. You could be getting Lamar Jackson in round 10 of your fantasy draft and Lamar Jackson goes in round five. So it's, yeah, I think it's something where the, the upside is still great enough. Um, but I don't want like, I don't, it slows me down a little bit on my Trey Lance exposure. Like as far as like, you know, really being hyper aggressive, right. With the round I'm taking in now it's more like, okay, you make it to me. I'll take you. I'm not going to be a chicken about it, but I'm not going to reach around on you unless maybe I've set up a team where I've got Debo on it or, or Kittle something like that. Are you going to share our board and, uh, the, uh, I got it up there. Oh my goodness. No, I don't. You don't. It's okay. Time to share my screen. Sorry about that. YouTubers. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I will say, the thing is, Dwayne, oh. like, okay, an underdog and and FFPC and mm-hmm. any high stakes. Yeah, I don't think he's he might not necessarily be going QB seven anymore. I could see myself, I could see myself potentially. I don't I think know. We move him down. Well, I think you just don't have to be as aggressive, right? I think his maybe I might move his overall rank down a little bit just to kind yeah, of match the ADP. But yeah, I don't think he's like you have him right now, QB seven overall seventy five. I could see myself bumping him down like five or ten spots overall, but still will be ahead of the next tier of guys. And I was just gonna say it doesn't really matter, man, because we're still gonna be so far ahead of consensus uh, that right now we're seeing in these home leagues, and you should be at that point in the draft. So maybe if you do get Trey Lance, but at that if he's still going QB thirteen in those leagues, man. I, I'll say this. When I have Trey Lance now, he's definitely now in the pool of quarterbacks where I would definitely be more open to getting a Kirk Cousins or Justin Fields at the right price later. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you. And actually, I did that a couple times this weekend, not knowing for sure what was going to happen, but just knowing that Jimmy G hadn't been moved. And man, getting Brady in round 11 is just like, you're like, okay. It's a hell like, of a I mean, like, yeah, it's really hard to just not be like, okay, well, fine. I'll just take Tom Brady in round 11. I'm seeing Russ Wilson slide in around 11. And in these particular drafts over at FFPC, obviously on underdog, they're going to go a little bit sooner because everybody is going to draft two. Um, but yeah, I'm with you. I think um, I'm still going to continue. I'm not going to shy away from Lance completely. I'm just not, he's not going to be my priority pick in round nine anymore. Like it, it, before, if I didn't have Hurts, if I didn't have Lamar Jackson, if I didn't have Kyler Murray, then I was like, okay, fine. Like, I'm just going to go after Trey Lance in round nine. Um, so it's kind of a two things. One, the Jimmy G thing. But then now I've been in like three or four drafts where I've gotten Tom Brady in round 11. I'm like, Tom Brady in round 11 is pretty, pretty nice. And the player that you get taken round nine, there's still some really good players on the board in round nine, especially like if some of these guys slide. So it's weird that Brady's been falling when he was early on the offseason sitting around more tight end or not tight end, yeah. quarter, quarterback seven, quarterback eight. 
And it's been nothing but really good news. I know they've had some offensive line injuries, not ideal, but when you think about those O-line injuries potentially just leading to less ability to run the ball and more freaking passes for the guy that's already, you know, vying for the league lead and dropbacks every single year, they added Julio Jones, who looks healthy enough to me. Russell Gage is fine. Chris Goblin's comeback from just recovery seems to still be uh, going on the right side of things. So really for Brady, other than losing Gronk, I mean, it's really been nothing except good news for him, at least from his pass catchers uh, and projected volume standpoint. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, they've, they've added enough pieces now where I don't feel like we're going to get the drop off. And you and I talked about it in the off season, you know, last year when all the guys were hurt, like, like it does hurt guys. That's why Aaron Rodgers is so far down boards right now. You know, when you lose all these different weapons, it can really cause your points per game as a quarterback to go down. Doesn't mean that Brady is a worse quarterback or Aaron Rodgers is a worse quarterback. Like they're still good, but obviously the more weapons you have around you, the better. So yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I think we've got enough outs now. If we like, you know, Russell Gage, Mike Evans, um, you know, We'll eventually get Godwin back to full health. You know, yeah, I feel good about it. I started to uh, dabble my week one write-ups a little bit today, Dwayne. I noticed that Aaron Rodgers has the Vikings in Minnesota in week one. Yeah, he, I saw your tweet. <laughs> yeah, dude, he's going. For, it's inevitable. 300 yards, four touchdowns. Like, he's he's just going to torch that secondary, and we're not going to have the uh, – uh, we're not going to have a true read on him until a couple of weeks of the season are, are, are gone by. All right, they, they do have uh, Daniel Hunter and Zadarius Smith out there. There is a chance that the Vikings pass rush is actually back this year but my goodness like old man Daniel hunter in a three four is just weird like i'm a scene yeah uh, but it doesn't matter today like it doesn't really matter like there's just no. edge rushers there's just edge yeah. rushers ah there goes dj Moore. <laughs> i was kind of hoping to get a dj Moore share here all right as we are now two picks away nick chubb one on the board away. one pick away nick chubb keenan allen Cortland sutton zico elliott darren waller in the queue are we calling bullshit on the entire darren waller injury thing it's just a contract contract <laughs> I, ploy i feel like it's probably a little bit of both but yeah it's probably you know you don't like he's probably got some sort of tweaked issue yeah. but would it really have kept him out of this much you know if if he had a contract that he liked really in hand i don't know i don't know we have to see oh well there he goes good job ian just again speaking it into existence there goes darren waller <laughs> i don't think i've said this once all year Dwayne. Nick Chubb, Nick Chubb at 308? That's no, man, no. no. Okay, no. that's fine. Let's... That's, all, that's all I needed. Uh, in that case, <laughs> in that case, Keenan Allen. Hey, I got him in round four this weekend. He came okay, back yeah. around to me at this pick. And Keenan then Allen. I would. What, what, you like Keenan or you like Cortland? I, I, we, we both have him really close, I think. I'm Keenan over Cortland. I'm good. I love Keenan Allen. Let's do this. Yeah. Keenan Allen on the squadron, man. I just like I'm, to say squadron. Like, I'm sorry, Keenan's not this like, 80 catch for a 1200 yard guy but you know what if he gets 120 catches for 1200 yards instead that's actually more fantasy points so and hey you look if eventually ian like he just has a 12 touchdown season with that yeah like people are gonna go bonkers you know kieran out i mean it's not can't can't obviously any of these guys are in the nfl are fantastic athletes but it's not like keenan's just been this burner over the years anyway if there is going to be a wide receiver that could potentially not have that drop off I think he might fit the bill for that. At the other side of things, maybe you say he loses a step. That's going to be more impactful to him than someone else. We can look at a lot of these uh, different ways, Dwayne. But once again, after I draft a guy, I'm, I choose to be an optimist and uh, immediately <laughs> switch my analysis to the best-case scenario. Through three rounds, Stefan Diggs, Keenan Allen, Mark Andrews. Hey, we're just building, baby. 
we'll be fine. And as long as we continue to really smash these second halves of the drafts, that, that's the thing, Dwayne. I feel like every radio show I go on, you know, we're talking about McCaffrey versus Taylor or like, oh, is, uh, you know, is round um, yeah. three for DJ more ridiculous. At the end of the day, man, it's pretty hard to get through four rounds of a t- 10 or 12 person draft. I was on like, one today. Not feel great about your freaking team here. Yeah, exactly. And I was on one today and it, and it was an awesome one, but it was just like, hey, who's going to overtake Josh Allen? I was like, let's just forget that conversation. Let's just say, don't draft Josh Allen in your draft <laughs> in round three because that costs way too much versus the running back or receiver you're going to get. And then guess what? You can just turn around in round six or seven when the other tiers flatten and you can get Jalen Hurts, Kyler Murray, or you can get Lamar Jackson. Like that's the real conversation, right? That we need to be happening. And if you miss those, then fine. Take Trey Lance in 10. Take Tom Brady in 11. Like there's just, that's the real conversation like that people need to hear right around quarterbacks and just honestly, just roster construction. Which I'm is not so, fading. I'm not fading Joe Burrow, the human being. I'm fading Joe right. Burrow. I pick 55. That's all. <laughs> yeah. Whenever you could be taking this other asset instead the, uh, of Joe Burrow. Yeah. Still got right, some one pick away. options. ETM, McLaurin, Amandra. This is an ETM build. Yeah, it is. If ETN's here, I think we take him. Um, I, I, I'm, I think we're just buying the dip on ETN. Like people, people are double counting. There we go, Josh Allen off the board. See, you got to speak the right was, name into. I was, it. I was about to say, man, if that would have, I would have had to shut up uh, if that would have happened again. There, ETN. Right, so, are you good on ETN? Yep. Yep, me too. All right. Mid round four. Come on. Hell yeah. No, we're just buying the dip. So here's what's happening with ETN. Right now, it's all of a sudden. We're hearing, oh, well, ETN's going to have to share time with somebody. Again, I, we've talked about this before, before, so I won't beat a dead horse. But you and I have been saying all along, ETN's probably not getting 50, more than 50% of the rushing work. Yeah, it's fine. Like, it's all about the passing town duties. Now, if he misses those and we don't get them, again, the process was right as, our, as your fiancé and as my wife <laughs> leave me. The process was still right, Ian. We'll move in together. Guys, guys got a castle for sale across. We probably can't afford it, but... Like, you know, we'll just, <laughs> we'll just hang out together, I guess. And be like, the process was right. Like that's, that'll be the name of our new pod. The process was right. Oh my God. It's all right. I, please don't speak that into existence too much, but <laughs> <laughs> hey, if that's our worst case scenario, you know, so be it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's the worst thing that could happen here? Okay. I, I can live with that. Travis Etienne round four RB. Now this is where it's ma'am. Probably not going to be looking RB here uh, as we move on. Nah. And again, there are, to your your point, I think you're right on this. Uh, there are like archetypes of the dead zone running backs. Your Jacobs, right. um, your Elijah Mitchell's, like this early, dude, J.K. Dobbins, the early down backs that were just not confident are going to be getting the targets. There is the other side of the coin, though, where in this range, you really do have the last true upside wide receivers and those quarterbacks going there so i think that's why it's like a double-edged sword like i i agree the running backs kind of going this range suck but the it's it's like a again it's great on both sides of it because the running backs aren't great in this range anyway and every other position is so good right um and, and you know it's it's interesting the way these drafts are going because people are just getting smarter and as people get smarter adp sharpens so that even the people that maybe don't understand that they shouldn't take David Montgomery in round four or Josh Jacobs in round six, the ADP is driven by all these drafts. Right. So what ends up happening is then all of a sudden, so I noticed that this weekend, um, I did a main event draft with a guy named David Hubbard. He plays a ton over at FFPC and I did, you know, some of my own football guys, players, championship drafts. And what I was noticing is this, that, you know, the ADP is getting so tight 
everybody was drafting the same way in the first 10 rounds. They're all avoiding those running backs. And then you're sitting there in round seven and you're like, well, crap, David Montgomery's still here. Like, what do I do? <laughs> and it just feels dirty. But then you're like, well, round seven for a guy that right now at least is the every down back, maybe I should take him. But how I know that these aren't like just all sharps is because then by round 13, they're already taking a defense round 14, yeah. taking a kicker round 15, taking their backup quarterback. So it's not like you're just playing in a room of sharps. What's happened is the ADP has gotten so sharp. They're just going down the queue. They're just going down the list. And so it definitely makes drafts more challenging. I think that's a very, um, it's an interesting way that ADP has shaped up this year and worked its way into, you know, a tournament like this where last year, People never got away from the dead zone running backs for the most part. You'd only have a team or two that would do it over here at FFPC. It happened at underdog. Underdog, like ADP took over, and then every drafter was just avoiding running backs in the dead zone. And so now it's actually flown. It's, it's 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 flowed over into this format as well, which is just something interesting to think about. Like, you know, next year it's something that like as we're thinking about strategy moving into hey, how are we attacking our 2023 drafts? Not trying to not just enjoy where we are with 2022, but I think it's something we'll just have to consider that it's probably going to be the new norm, right? That's going to happen even sooner next year. This year, it happened like in August. All of a sudden, those those guys all got pushed down. Got to love being able to maybe, Dwayne, still get Jerry Judy inside the top, I don't know, 30 receivers at this point. I am so confused how Hamler and Judy have not jumped up way higher when the Tim Patrick news got hurt. Yeah, and Cortland has moved up. Sutton's moved up like another like five picks since that news. I feel like he's moved up just almost because we feel more confident that he separated himself as the one, which could very well be out of line. I don't think it's going to be true. I think it's going to be tight between those two. I think If you made me pick, like right now, Girl Scout, sauntering to the door, (laughs) got caramel delights, you know, and a bag full of death. I'm taking Judy at ADP over Sutton at his ADP. That, at this point, point, yeah, it's widened way too much. I I thought they've always been close. I was down to give Sutton the slight edge, but it's one of those things, you know, where he's ranked like one or two spots ahead and of you were mainly Early on, you were mainly doing it because we were just worried about how often could Judy be on the field with Tim when, Patrick. Once Patrick's out of the picture, it's, yeah, neck and neck conversation. We haven't had to move Judy up a bunch because his ADP is staying down. That's the part I don't really get, but I will happily take it, man. Like Judy's popping out. I, I know you were doing uh, some similar research as I was this weekend, just, you know, kind of the ESPN ADP oh, yeah, specifically yeah. and trying to show some of the values. Like you see guys like Judy and Gabe Davis and Rashad Bateman, especially. Oh my gosh. Like, we Dwayne and I and a lot of smart people like it's not even that Dwayne and I are just that ahead of the curve of everyone else like you look at just different ADPs and these guys are a lot of times going inside the top 50 60 picks usually top 60 picks going outside the top 70 top 80 in these ESPN ADP leagues man so I think just the fact that you can get such good wide receivers late especially in those leagues uh just loading up on uh, at least getting you know two workhorse running backs at the beginning if not even three in a tight end uh just those rosters you're able to bail yourself out a wide receiver more than ever yeah absolutely man um over there and again that's the key right knowing that's why it's so important like to know like the adp of the site that you're going to draft on right um and you know sometimes people won't necessarily use the queue as much you, you might be in a draft room where you're like oh man everybody's obviously just drafting off their own list and then you can pivot but for the most part and you've seen it ian like even over here for the most part the queue is a heavy influencer on people especially when they've got 30 to 60 seconds to make a pick like yeah. it, it it plays a factor i would say for 70 to 80 percent of drafters so oh, yeah. knowing what that looks like and the queues are driven by adp on most sites nowadays right so you got to understand that and then you 
kind of like we always talk about reverse engineer your teams. And so over here, it's tougher to wait at receiver, but over in the ESPN, I would absolutely say, I mean, there's a lot of times I would just start with three running backs or two running backs and Kyle Pitts and then just pound those receivers. What if, um, what if the base like reaction of sites like this, when you got auto, when you auto picked, it was not someone from your queue, a pure auto pick, uh, like the Judy last in front of you, Ian, sorry. Cock, cocks. And Bateman. Ugh. Okay. So here's our question. Um, do we want a DK Metcalf team? I know you and I have been, Ooh. I've been more down on him than you. We do not have him on a team. Um, this is a decent price tag on him. There is also Michael Thomas still available, but, but there's a chance always, Michael Thomas comes back. Michael Thomas and Chris Cobb, when we talk about this, they have far more uh, volatility. I'm fine getting a DK Metcalf team. What are yeah, we buying? I don't, him at? I, don't, I don't have to. I love Michael Thomas. So you, if you say Michael Thomas, I'm clicking Bro. his name in a freaking heartbeat. No, I want DK Metcalf here. I think Thomas can it. come back around. Metcalf, we just got Metcalf as a wide receiver 29. <laughs> I'm with like, you. I like it. I like it. Let's do I, it. And I don't. I, I have zero exposure to DK Metcalf in these tournaments, so I'm good. And like, how much? All right, Geno Smith, man. I, I understand it's Geno Smith, but realistically, how many like great games would Geno Smith actually have to play in order for people not to just roll their eyes and be like, it's Geno Smith? Because right now the count's at like six or something, including some of the preseason, but literally the highest grade preseason passer, minimum 25 attempts. He went out there last year and you look at DK's stats with Geno under center and they were fantastic. And like, oh, he came in halfway through the Rams game. Like, okay, he scored a touchdown against Jalen freaking Ramsey before that because DK Metcalf. Metcalf is a top five, arguably top 10, definitely talent at the position right now. So at a wide receiver 29, man, I I'm down. I guess Michael Thomas, like we've just been so ahead of the field with him. That's another one that I don't think has adjusted enough. And we had the new hamstring injury pop up, which I think stopped it from adjusting even uh, more so to where we kind of both already have him as a top 20 receiver. I guess you're still a little bit down, but for me, Thomas and Chris Goblin, two guys that, I think you can argue already you should be taking top 20 and the field is still down to let them slide. Although Goblin goes off the board here right at the end of round five. Yeah. I think the injury news has got people a little bit scared as well to your point, you know, on Thomas. Um, but it doesn't sound like it's anything serious at least. No, but it's not what we know for now. <laughs> right. But it's fine. So I'll tell you like this weekend I did like five drafts on my own. Love and I, I saw Thomas go in round four, the end of round four, four times. Damn. And then finally I got him to come back to me where I actually let him go by once in round five and got him at the beginning of round six. Now we don't hear he goes ah. right here. Like, but it's okay. We, we needed a, we needed a DK Metcalf share. And you know, on the DK thing, like, look, uh, the situation is absolutely terrible with the quarterback, the offensive line, the pace of play, all that crap. But at the end of the day, like there is a good example, and I know this is, you know, this is just, you know, one thing throwing out there, but I went back and, you know, just looked at Josh Gordon in that year that he had where he just went absolutely freaking bananas. And like he played with three different quarterbacks, none of which probably anyone listening to this podcast would even know their names. Like it was Brian Hoyer. It was um, no, Charlie? no, it was Jason, it was Jason oh. Campbell, the former uh Washington Auburn. commander. Yeah. And then it was um Charlie Whitehurst? I thought I had that. No, I, it was, it, was it Anderson. It might have been Anderson. Oh, Derek Anderson. Remember. It might have been Derek Anderson still hanging on. You know, he gave Braylon Edwards that one season. Derek Anderson, dog. Uh, okay. There goes Damian Pierce. I know I wasn't going to be able to talk you into it anyway, though, so it doesn't really freaking matter. No, but how um, about Chase Edmonds? 
I do like Chase Edmonds here. Um, it's a nice consolation prize. Is there I'll, a receiver like I think it's I think it's Elijah Moore or Chase Edmonds. I really like Elijah Moore as well. Yeah, hyper explosive player. I mean, we've we had him Ernie, as high as eight eighteen like in the off season. We have multiple. Uh, okay, so here's the thing: we have multiple shares, but he's the last wide receiver kind of here that you know there is a little bit of a teardrop off after him. You know, Dwayne, and we know we can get Pollard, Hunt, Patterson. We can get some of these guys later. I'm cool with Elijah Moore if you want him. All right, I I love him. Whoa! I just had my I had my I had my I just had my mouse hovering over Elijah Mitchell. That would have been terrible. Oh my god! Ian would have just been like refund. All right, which one you want? I'm good with either. I'm good with Edmonds too, man. I'm really I'm feeling it on Edmonds. Then let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do Edmonds then. Let's do it. And we got our second back. We're good. We're locked in. If we got, I mean, we already got Diggs, Metcalf, and Keenan. Yeah. <laughs> if if we have, if DK ends up being the stud that we've seen him be for prolonged stretches, yes, with a much better QB under center, we have three top twelve to fifteen wide receivers, and now we got our running back. So through six I rounds, think we have the RB one overall in ETN and the RB three overall in Chase Edmonds. If we're just going to go completely positive here, Ian. <laughs> If yeah, there we go. Mark Andrews is going to repeat tight end one. Guys, how can you not love this team? We got the top six players in the draft, in the top uh, <laughs> first six rounds. Uh, I do think though, like Dwayne. Okay, if we would have, we've had these rosters. Like I think the first team we drafted, good team. I I, I like the team. We're we really need some help at the RB two potentially though. We need some things to break our way. And this roster, man, we got everything covered right now. Still plenty of time at quarterback. Adding Edmonds there, I think, and him and ETN. Maybe some people will scoff because they don't like explosive pass catching running backs, but we do. Uh, and with the wide receivers and Mark Andrews on hand, still plenty of time in the draft for things to go wrong. But I'm feeling like we're gonna be pretty damn right by the time it's all said and done. Yeah, man, I feel good. And and again, it's we're in that situation where. We know we still need another flex player, but whoever we were taking at that spot is still going to be in a starting role, no matter who we take, whether it was a tight end, running back, wide receiver, um, even if we had won, wanted to go quarterback. So right after us, you know, uh, Patrick Mahomes goes, Lamar Jackson goes. Um, but no, I, I like this. I like this team um, with Sony Michelle released today. Um, look, Raheem Mostert has not really been the picture of health, Ian. I'm um, guessing it's know. two. I'm guessing it's I'm, if I... You know, looking at the game by game, it could very well be 50-50 rundown, maybe more like 55-45 in favor of Chase. Uh, I agree. Pass All work. the passing down work going to Chase. Look, if you get 50% of the work in an explosive offense like Miami could be That's fine. on the ground and all the passing down work, guys, no one's going to care about Chase Edmonds. That's the well, thing. And here's the Jaylen other stuff. Waddle and Christian Tyreek Hill are going to take everything. Yeah, they're going to have... Give them 50% of the freaking target share. Mike Jasicki is rumored about being traded. We're not even sure how much he's going to be on the field. Cedric Wilson may or may not have lost his job to Trent freaking Sherfield. So, like, all of a sudden, some of the other big contenders for, uh, you know, top dog, not top dog, but number three dog in the uh, pecking order for Tua aren't really looking like they're going to be in the picture at all. I Like, looking at those situations, man, I would say that Chase may be the favorite for number three targets. Yeah, I th I think he is. You know, I've kind of felt that way for about four or five weeks now, just knowing how much that it felt like we were going to really see Gasecki coming off. The, it was our hypothesis that Gasecki was going to come off the field. Then they were playing him late in the games, trying to see if he could block. And then this last weekend, we kind of got the true data point. And overall, I just went back and looked like with the starters, how often was Gasecki on the field? 
um, as far as like route participation. And it was only 65%. And you know, the number we want is 80%. Not everyone can be a hero and get 80%. So like 75%. So okay, we can live with that. We could even live with 70, but when you're in the 65 range and that means some weeks, maybe you're at 55, maybe some weeks you are at 70. It's just a complete roller coaster at the tight end position. And so, yeah, I, I think that Chase Edmonds is going to be the number three targeted player on the team. Trade Mike Jasicki to the Cowboys. They have the cap room. Oh, they already have a franchise tag tight end. Mike Jasicki is a wide receiver on the tight end franchise tag. He's actually, if you look at it from that perspective, which is exactly how he's been used his entire career, he ends up being, what, 10, 11 million against the cap, which the Cowboys have over 20 million. So just do something, anything at this point. Maybe don't just take <laughs> the money. Like I know, I understand there's like more contract stuff to do down the road, but Zeke can get off the books after this season. And it's a one-year deal like this, man. Like, I just don't really see the downside to it. Uh, it's a situation where Mike Jasicki or Noah Brown or freaking Jalen Tolbert still trying to figure it out. So, yeah, I think Tolbert will be fine down the line. But at the end of the day, he's still a third-round freaking rookie going out there expecting to be the number two guy in his passing game. So, Or Tony Pollard. If it's Tony Pollard, then I take everything back. <laughs> something to consider there. Tony Pollard. Going to play the slot. He's going to be the leading slot receiver in the NFL. The season is like what I've heard. Him and, uh, <laughs> him and Pollard and Nime Hines. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I remember when Kareem Hunt was going to do that. Like maybe he could do that. There goes Hertz. So people have definitely, you know, like, look, drafts are just sharper now than what they were. And here's the thing. We talked about this the other day. Like, there's just not as been, there's not been as many injuries this preseason that are really going to derail Knock on wood, early drafts. son of a bitch. We're not in the hey, regular season yet, Dwayne. Here, I'm knocking, knocking on wood. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay. Well, you brought it up, Dwayne. It's a <laughs> terrible story. Brian Robinson literally yeah. shot during an attempted hijacking uh, or car carjacking from what I could gather. We have not gotten any sort of timeline. This is obviously a unique situation. We all hope Brian is okay. Sounds like he is. We have, they're saying they should be back for the season. I would think it's not going to be anytime soon. Dwayne, where would you say, assuming Brian Robinson misses week one, where do you plan on ranking like Antonio Gibson ish? Well, I think we, back threshold? Yeah, I think he'll be in that mid RB2 conversation. Like we pretty much where we had him last year, to be honest. Like it's just, it's probably uh, like right around where, you know, looking at our rankings right now, like we have Chubb RB15, ETN RB16, maybe put Zeke there, maybe Montgomery, but it's going to be tough to rank more than like 20 running backs ahead of Antonio yep. Gibson by the time we It is. Him. And he still has the profile we want. We know that he fumbled his way into the doghouse. He struggled with some things, but this is a player that was still explosive, um, has battled through a shin injury and then a toe injury twice, um, and he's good in the passing game. You know, So if something happens now and J.D. McKissick were to go down week one, Jesus. wow, Antonio Gibson then would be an RB1. It's so he's got the skill set to be there. And I, I, I moved Brian Robinson off of my board, period. I just Because I just don't know. I don't know what to do. I wouldn't advise anyone to take him. Like it's a very, it is terrible. Like it's a very sad situation. Um, like this young guy coming in, you know, had like, like everything went the way you would want it to. Right. And he helped make that happen. You know, he's the lead back, you know, for an NFL team. And then this stuff happens, but for now I've got him off the board. I wouldn't be drafting Brian Robinson, even in a 20 round draft. Like today, I wouldn't draft him. Yeah, man, it's, Hey, it's I, I can't believe this is the way the running back is getting removed from the picture. He is. We're down down to a two down two running back backfield. Similar sentiment potentially in New England. 
All right, we'll talk about that in a second. One pick, yeah, one pick. I mean, hey, man, you have your clicker on Ramondre Stevenson. Maybe I do, but it is a situation where if Ty Montgomery's out of the picture, yeah, we we kind of mocked the hype because of James White and Ty Montgomery. Well, one retired and the other one potentially really hurt his ankle. With that said, I still think there's enough running backs here. Let's go DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, I like Hopkins. We don't have any Hunter Renfro. We've talked about him a lot. We don't have any Devonta Smith. So that would be the other option. Uh, I think Hopkins definitely carries the most ceiling once we get him back in the lineup. He's our wide receiver four. Like I, that's perfect. I, I, okay, I have I have a very tough time passing on Hopkins. That's my wide receiver four. Agree. Anytime. And that is a starter, so we still need you know a guy to replace him for the first. Oh, I, know, I, 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 I can I think of a said, certain someone. Oh, right. I, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> the Rondell Moore plan by Ian Harditz. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is my thesis. It's going to be about 50 words. I, 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 and looking to our right, man, look, all those uh, three, of, three of the drafters already have three backs. Yeah. One has two. So I'm fine letting Ramondre go by when you still have Corderell Patterson. You still got Antonio Gibson, who we just I, talked about. You still got Kareem Hunt. All those guys on the board. Um, I, I'm honestly happy with any one of them. I don't. I don't. I don't feel like, to me anyway. You tell me what your thoughts are. Like I don't feel like I have to take Ramondre over those guys. I, I feel like they're all pretty close. And in fact, I think Kareem Hunt's still a better player than Ramondre Stevenson. Yeah, I agree. But bro, it's looking like it's gonna be Dame Harrison, Ramondre, just going. One for how long eight. though like we know ty montgomery might not play week one uh yeah that's true did we uh, get not, an actual know. did we get an actual catch-up on um, belichick just said hey there'd be more status on him like that's the latest, latest i heard earlier today that they they were going to see how he did this week yeah i mean it's, it's certainly yeah it's generic it's generic certainly, <laughs> certainly helps matters like i'll say that but uh any of these guys, man. And, and you could argue that that gives him a chance just to wrestle it away, right? And just be like, okay, I can handle this. But that's fine. All all of a sudden, both of these guys are in the same for the same reason why we like Hunt and CPAT and Chase Edmonds. Like you can argue Stevenson, I don't think quite as explosive as Gibson, but both guys that we know can catch and are not going to be in terrible offenses, or at least, you know, I guess that isn't the range of outcomes, but uh, they're at least in seemingly two back committees at the moment, depending on timeout. So I think it's, this is a really good example of not being stuck in take lock because we obviously haven't been super high and as nearly as high as, as some right. people on Steven. If he comes back here, office. we'll take him. If he yeah. makes it back to us here, I think we take him. But you see what we mean? Like if you're looking at running you're watching there. YouTube, we're, we're we, we just took DeAndre. Because the way the the guys to the right all had their backs. And right after us, Hunter Renfro, Brandon Ayuk, Amari Cooper, Devontae Smith all go off the board. Now the guy just circled back with Antonio Gibson. But we're still going to get one of these. So again, you're playing your board. And that's where your tiers really help you again. Like you you don't want take lock, to your point, Ian, on one player. You know that oh. you've got Darrell Henderson. Jesus. Bro, wow. we got like, like Cam Akers practice in full I mean, Hey, pace yourself. We got a whole draft. We got a whole draft here, man. Come on, team! My goodness, okay. Well, it's one pick away from us, and we could get our first Ramondre. Dude, Ramondre's here. You want him? We never get him. Yeah, he should never be here. Yeah, let's go, Ramondre. Let's do it. Boom. Why is he? This is how you get your exposure to Ramondre Stevenson. This is how you do it. You don't have to reach. We've seen people take him in the sixth round. He's been going in the seventh round regularly. We just get him in round eight. I love. I'm like. We got him like, yeah, we got him a full round past ADP when I think his ADP has more reason than ever to be where it's at based on James White being out of the picture, based on the timeout thing. And it sounds like, I mean, even before timeout got injured, the it, it's tough to believe what we're hearing in terms of the workloads, but 
there was some chatter about this being more Damian Harris one series or Andre Stevenson the next series and not having mm -hmm. the James White guy coming in for like every third down. Like it was good. And, and Dwayne, like part of the reason why your, your utilization report is so great is because you factor this in because in one game sample sizes, we can see this get skewed a lot where maybe it's a lot of two minute stuff. And we see, you know, uh, a Lance Dunbar of the world, you know, going nuts, but it's really only two minute and they're not coming on the field on third downs. Whereas maybe someone is coming on the field in third down and the two minutes, that's when they're really going to be a problem. Exactly. Exactly. So if it is a true rotation, there's also an opportunity for Stevenson just to take the next step and it could, they could be like, okay, well, great. You're the guy that's going to get 50%. Harris is going to get 30%. You know, Tymon's going to get 20. Yep. Right. So like if you're, if they're, if they truly play it that way, I saw that same quote and that was very interesting that would be a situation where it's honestly, it's good news for Ramondre Stevenson, because if he really is the best back on the team and they're not just going to be stuck to them all having an, their own niche role, then he could overtake Damian Harris. Right. And all of a sudden be the guy getting 55, 60%, you know, of the work. And this so, is good news for Damian positive. Harris too, though. This is also good news for Damian Harris. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, I agree. Every, I agree. Everything we just said about Ramondre also applies to Damian. Now ADP and you know, you people out there have, designated that Damon Harris is now someone that we can look at basically around later because we don't have to look at him earlier. So, Hey, we will take it. Kadarius Tony off the board, wide receiver 43. I I'd love to see a video of him not limping around Dwayne. Uh, that's all I'm going to say. Me too. Uh, yeah. I, I love Kadarius. I I've, I've, I've still been taking him, but I've definitely not just been like pouncing on him every time honestly this uh weekend i had two drafts where he fell back to me in the night so i feel like a lot of drafters are feeling the same way so when those kind of news cycles you know start to really like flourish i just you know if i'm going to do five drafts and i can get him you know one time out of every five or two times every out of every five at a discount based on the news then i just let that handle it for me and i don't force i don't i don't force that player as much as i might you know have used uh how am I saying this? I won't <laughs> force them like maybe I previously was, right? Because I really wanted them. Now I'm kind of like, okay, I've got good exposure. I still want to have them, but I'm going to let the board kind of dictate. Like I don't, you know, if, if he falls around, then that's where I'll get my exposure. And so that's kind of the way I was hand handling Kadarius Tony this weekend. Top three players on the board, Kareem Hunt, Rashad Penny, Devin Singletary. Like how Hunt just keeps falling behind and not forward, man. What? Where's he going to go if he goes to the Eagles, man? They trade for Kareem freaking Hunt? You're telling me he's not going to put Miles Sanders on the bench day one? Absolutely will. <laughs> like it won't be close, man. You won't see my you, you won't see Miles Sanders again. Like he'll have he'll <laughs> he'll have a he'll he'll be there to give Kareem Hunt breathers. That'll be it. <laughs> He'll, he'll still have a locker, but I mean, <laughs> you also won't see Kenny Gainwell. Like Hunt will take over sixty five percent of the work if he lands in Philly. He's just way better than the other two guys. Yeah, there's Phil. Uh, that's the, I mean, that's and and to be fair to those guys, that's not a knock against them. He's oh. way better than almost every back in the NFL besides a handful. I really, yeah, I don't, I don't think you need two full hands to count the number of pure talents better than Kareem Hunt. I mean. Again, that's like one of those things where you could even, you could have argued a couple years ago. I love to pose the question, you know, who would be our RB1 when we face the aliens? And I've done this with our running backs before. And you can talk about Taylor and, you know, Saquon pre 2020, basically. 
But when it's someone like Derrick Henry versus an Alvin Kamara or Kareem Hunt, like when you think about a running like a running back being able to just be a monster in any offense, no matter how much you want to feature them in the run or pass game, like guys like Kareem Hunt and Alvin Kamara, man, there there is something just better. Like Kareem Hunt, I think you could argue, even if Nick Chubb is like the best pure rusher in the NFL, like if you put Kareem Hunt in every NFL offense, you know, could, could those points per game be higher than if Nick Chubb was running back in every single offense? Point to be made, Dwayne. Yeah, yeah. How, how about some Kenny Gainwell in round eight for you, Ian? Oh, my. Okay. <laughs> ahead of Kareem Hunt. Oh that was God. ahead of Kareem Hunt. Someone just took Kenneth Gainwell ahead I thought of you were Hunt. suggesting that to us. I was like, Dwayne, slow down on the No, the no, Delos, I'm man. just saying he just went. Naeem Hines, top of the queue, right where he wow, should be. Wow, team two, you were doing great when you were on auto draft. Then you showed up to the draft, and you took Kenneth Gainwell. So that's team two, <laughs> yeah. Woo. Also had a bully tight end effort out of team five. Got to respect that. Kelsey, Pitts, Evans, Gabe Davis, Justin Herbert. Now getting weird in the running back streets with Elijah Mitchell, Tony Pollard, and Miles Sanders. I don't hate that. No, so yeah, my, I think it's, yeah, I think I'm, I might even say I like it. Herbert probably didn't need to go there. That'd be my only thing. Uh, let's see. What direction? Yeah. Just missed out on AJ Dillon. But honestly, yeah, I would have gone Rashad Bateman or Jerry Judy at that point over Justin Herbert. Don't love the running backs, but you know, when you're going with the bully tight ends, you're kind of you're limiting yourself to an extent, Dwayne. I guess like maybe you don't need three there. Isn't that kind of breaking our rule of like not panicking and chasing the position when it's not there for you? Yeah, I don't think you have to. Yeah. I, yeah. You don't you definitely want to continue to, you know, be ad- be diverse and you know, take the best values that are th- that are there for sure. Um, yeah. No, I think you're right. Up within four picks. Players in our queue, Naeem Hines, Chris Olave, George Pickens, Traylon Burks. Oh my gosh, Traylon Burks with a little tutty. It are you oh, are people you, went nuts. He was he was I got him, dude, the first night this weekend when I drafted, I got him in round 14. He he scores a touchdown in like the third quarter against seven stringers that are gonna be cut, and he moved back to round nine. <laughs> <laughs> so funny, man. So the, freaking funny. The volatility has been madness. And like, yeah, after he was someone that early on we had as basically like I think the overall wide receiver one for the rookies and redrafts yes. just based on before any of this went down, like even dating back to June, it was just like, look at the wide receiver depth charts going on. We didn't know how long, uh, how far along Robert Woods was and everything. And yeah, it corrected, but he shouldn't be going, you know, now past like Jahan Dotson. Like now he's just becoming again, a undervalued rookie wide receiver, rookie first round wide receiver because of a uh, factors that maybe we shouldn't be freaking out uh, that much about because really Tennessee, I think they're a pretty smart organization, Dwayne. They always seem to be making the playoffs, despite maybe not being the sexiest team the mainstream media wants to talk about. But I don't think they really use the 19th overall pick on Traylon Burks to make him their what wide receiver five or wide receiver six like he was out there. Maybe, exactly. just maybe, it was a little bit of just being a freaking preseason game. Exactly. So we've got two picks until us. Um, I think we need another receiver. Obviously, you know, we could still use another running back. I say we let quarterback go by. There are two teams after us that don't have one. There is a chance they take Trey Lance and Tom Brady, but I'm willing to take it just because we we know we could still come back to any one of the the Stafford Carr cousins types. Yep. Um, there goes Penny right in front of us. What are you feeling here? Like Chris Olave would be my smash pick if he's here. Like I would just like immediately take him. Yeah, I'm surprised. Um, he's but still I'm open available. to your thought. Yeah. Normally, he, yeah. Normally he's gone by now. We don't need to worry about Rondale for a little bit. There's some other guys between him anyway. 
And yeah, even I'll, if even if even if Alave is gone, I would take Pickens. We don't have any Pickens together. We have one where we got him in round seventeen, which was nice. Or we could go Traylon Burks. I, I I think because once it comes back to us, if neither one of these players on the end take a quarterback, there's yes, signs. Alave. If neither one of the so we get Alave. Let's go ahead and yeah. do that now. You good? Yes, absolutely. Right, Damn, that's I, I. I didn't want to think about what I was going to do if Alave wasn't there. We don't have. <laughs> that's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. So. We get a lave. Now we'll see what these guys do. Uh, if neither one of them take a quarterback and it comes back to us, we let it go again because everyone to our left <laughs> going back the other way, there's only one team without a quarterback. So we can let it go because we'll be like, okay, we get Trey Lance or we get Tom Brady coming back to us. Now one of them could double up, but it's fine. It's a, it's just a risk, right? That you take, uh, you know, trying to, to maximize your roster construction. But those are the kind of, you know, games and we've talked about it multiple times. Like that's the kind of you have to give yourself a chance to create a monster, folks. You got to give yourself a chance. You know, if you want a monster to jump out of the closet and fucking scare you out of your fucking boots, like you got to give it a chance to happen, man. Like you can't just you know, come on in. You turn things <laughs> up there. I, I was looking up the name of a song, uh, "Let It Ride" by the Bachman Turner Overdrive, catchy oldies jam. And I was saying we got to like pipe that in every time we decide to let the quarterback go for like another turnaround. Just. Let it ride. And, yeah, uh, we, we'll, yeah, we we'll need, yeah, we need, yeah, we need a, yeah, we need theme music for that. Well, I don't know. I tried to get, uh, I wanted, um, Voodoo Child as the intro to this podcast, but you know, apparently it's pretty expensive to get Jimi Hendrix rights for a uh, low key fantasy football podcast. So instead, we got our cool little guitar riff thing that happens now. Uh, I'll take it, Dwayne. I'm not trying to hate on the intro music, but hey, you know, Voodoo Child, that guitar in the beginning. Oh my goodness, that would slap. Like, that's probably the difference between us being a top 10 fantasy sports podcast and being like the number one Let, let's be honest when you, when you when you take everything else aside what's really the difference so there goes lance which we probably could have predicted brandon Ayuk and george kittle on that team which is fine like honestly I, I prefer brady around later at this point than taking lance um if he's still there if he's, if he's still not, there there goes george there goes george pickens if he's not i think we still have ride. a conversation man like we got sky Moore still on the board we got Traylon burke still on the board man. i mean these 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 are players that can make huge differences uh in your fantasy season um there's only one team to our left that doesn't have Brady, that doesn't have a quarterback there goes kenneth walker brady's right there at the top though man i mean how he i know get, he is but he we've done auto this before. by we, accident we, we, he could but but how devastated will you be if we get aaron Rodgers and justin fields or if we get we Derek can Hart do it but or we, let's see we already got are five wide receivers, but not saying that's, real, but, we, yeah. but we still, we have one that's not going to be there six weeks. You're going to have injuries. <laughs> so this is, yeah, I, I don't know, man. It's um, not as Traylon, but again, Traylon Brooks still has that volatility. Are you that convinced that he's not going to be back? Well, it's okay. It was round 10. We're taking swings, man. We're, we're swinging on the talent. Like we huh. just want as many as we can. Um, I'm willing, I'm willing to pass Brady. If you want to take him, I'm fine taking him. This would be what slightly ahead of ADP. Hate to do that. Yeah, because the end of this round will be one twenty. So right. this is about uh, this is this is a little that. this is a little slightly after ADP. I feel like Brady's a freaking value, but here's Would my thing. Him? No, no, no. Brady's a value. I'm like where kind of Burrow goes in certain drafts. But the thing is, you could here's argue the, the same thing as the other guys are value off where even Brady is going. So, but here, but here's what I will say. So there goes Pacheco. 
we really like our ability to navigate the later rounds. So that's the reason if you want to take Brady, like, yeah, we're not going to get Traylon Burks, but we still might get Rondell Moore. We'll still probably get Jahan Dotson. I'm comfortable um, with either Brady or Traylon Burks. Your pick. Let's take Brady. We'll take him. Because hey. I'm looking, yeah, I mean, he's still the number one value on the board at ADP. We make sure this is a really good squad if we take Brady because we've got a good quarterback, a great tight end, really good receivers. We've got Tom, three running backs. Let's go Tom All right. Brady. All right, let's take him. Go ahead and do it. Tom Brady in round 10. I mean, look, man, I get it. Round 11 Brady sounds even better, but beggars can't always be choosers here. He was the last quarterback we had in the one tier. Yeah. I, and it's, it's always and, funny. And we're, our, and our, again, we're still, as I was thinking through it, we're still, we've risked it in that same situation and it's worked, right? It doesn't always work. But the bigger part for me is how strongly we feel about our ability to still get the Isaiah McKenzie's and all those guys of the world, right? Um, right. The KJ Hamlers. There's still a lot of other options, you know, that we can still continue to build out the receiver core um, even after this. Hamler looking pretty good. You see those routes I tweeted out? Mm -hmm. Man, certainly didn't look like someone just going and getting their feet wet. Bro, like he could be out there for... <laughs> I think what he's going to be. Yeah, what if he's just out there for 70% routes? Like we, They might use enough two tight end stuff, but like he could easily just be their full-time number three from day one. Yeah, I, I'm... Well, you know, you don't have to pump up Hamler for me. Like, think I, about it, bro. All right. I love it. They, 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 had, they had a fourth and one where they, like, dialed up a little uh, – it was like a sluggo for Hamler, and he toasted the corner. The quarterback was sitting on something short because it was fourth and one, so I'm not even – it wasn't, like, the most impressive thing in the world necessarily. With that said, the, whatever quarterback it was, like, dumped it down, and you saw Hamler, like, jumping up and down, slapping his hands because he knew he had a touchdown – like literally the way our industry and the ADP works, man, like if the quarterback just takes that layup 40 yard touchdown instead, Hamler's probably going like four rounds higher right now. Exactly. That's the point. Yeah. Again, like these little bitty things that miss, um, that make one player move up three, four rounds in ADP and another would just, and another one just stays where they are. And again, there goes Rondell. That's just, it's part of, you know, the way the ADP game works, you know, and we can't help it. We're, we're like, the way I look at it is like humans, we're all just, you know, you see people that have like those, uh, those bug lanterns on their back porch that just draw in like all the mosquitoes and stuff. It's like, we yeah. can't help it. We see a damn highlight and we just like start flying towards it to our death. It's like, and you're done. Um, oh and it's just, it's just, it's the way our culture works. It's the way social media works. So yeah, you, you're basically just trying to take advantage of the opposite, right? Of whatever some of those big swings are. Tyler Algier off the Whoa, board. Whoa, that dude's like the number four back on that team. Before Shot White, Madison, Michael Carter. Did Damian Williams get released today? He's been the Damian Williams got to rest with the starters uh, this weekend. It's all like they might cut Allison instead, but it's still going to be freaking three or four. He's number guys. four, man. It's it's Corderell Patterson. It's Damian Williams. Well, Algier could be number three. He could be number three. Yeah. Algier's a guy that maybe he works his way in like over the course of the season, but man, I'm not, I'm not putting a, I'm not putting a chip on that because here's the thing. Cordero Patterson, he's, unless he's injured, he's not giving up the passing network folks. And it's going to be an offense that how many games are the Falcons projected to win five and a half. I mean, I don't, I don't know, man, I don't get it. Sorry. Oh Ian cracks gosh. up when I get no, all no, no, no. I'm sorry. I, I was reading my, uh, you know, I got oh, you're reading your own tweet laughing. No, <laughs> God damn it, I'm reading, uh, 
my notifications from Ari Rapsheet, Schefter, and like Roto World yeah, just to, to yeah, just to keep the news going. And I saw <laughs> this is Schefter, Jets informed quarterback Chris Strebler, who helped lead the team to an unbeaten preseason, and also led the team in rushing yards this summer, that they plan to release him Tuesday per source. Like just the most unneeded extra thing for Chris freaking Strebler <laughs> ever. Hey, fair play to Chris Strebler for the preseason. I'm not here to hate on a preseason All Stars, but yeah. it's just. It's just funny when we get the uh, uh, certain players get the extra little sidebar. Certain ones don't, but it is what it is. Round eleven, Dwayne. Certain someone still on the board. That'd be an all-time certain all, someone. That, all-time feather. All-time feather in the heart. It's cap. If uh, Traylon Burks makes it back to us, you had it perfect. A certain someone. Like you <laughs> couldn't just leave it alone. God, there goes Russell Gage. He. Man, that that was kind of my I, man. When I get Brady in round ten or eleven, it's like I've been getting Gage a lot with him. Now Julio's yeah. still there, so there you goes Rashad that? White. I was you gonna say that? Rashad White would be the other one. You see that nice little comeback Julio had, bro? Yeah, might, yeah, yeah. What if he's just freaking? <laughs> I was thinking more. Uh, I love what um Curtis was tweeting about him just being more of like a red zone threat number four. Okay, is he just gonna be like a eighty percent route number two on the outside of Evans? Because that that also works. Yeah, like I, I think they brought him in to be the big slot without Godwin. You know, I did too. I did too. But then I saw that. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's gonna be Julio if he's really good. What it's gonna do is it's gonna just for it's gonna force a four way rotation where all these guys are rotating in and out. Get Cam Brate's freaking ass on the sideline. Like, come on here. He's not. How many tight end Harditz? Who needs a tight end? Are they pass blocking? Give me the wide receiver out there, Dwayne. And I know I'm going to have – this is what happens every time I try to talk, like scheme the offensive line truthers of the world just rip me apart. And always <laughs> – it's always like deservingly so. So I'm not saying they're wrong. Uh, but, man, Dwayne, I, I just – get you guys – if you got a quarterback like Tom Brady, bro, he – we've talked about this before. His average release time is like under 2.2 seconds, yet he still maintains like a high average target depth. If there's anyone – that could live with four and five wide receiver formations and just get the ball out to the open guy in the right read just before the pressure can get there. It's Tom Brady. So just saying, just saying right now, Brian Robinson, top player in ADP. I'm, I imagine it's going to take a little bit for that to uh, go through two picks as I'm trying to just buy some time. But I like Burks and Garrett Wilson. They're both guys that were first round draft picks. Yep. You know, we're just, we're just betting on talent here. Um, Jahan Dotson would be the other option. So there goes Garrett Wilson. Oh, we got on. one pick to less. It's fine. If he takes Traylon Burks, we just take Jahan Dotson and move forward. Um, the guys to our right. Just if we get Traylon Burks, backs, I'm pouring five running shot. backs, four running backs, five running backs. We can let the back go. I think we get yeah! Dotson. So we get Traylon. Let's right. go, baby. Way to go, Harditz. I'm gonna shut and I'm and gonna... hey and the team too would have taken Brady. He took Aaron Rodgers. So you call Let's it perfectly. Call great day to be perfectly. great. Yeah. Very nice. And did we just was Sky Sky Moore did go? Yeah, he's gone. Okay, good. So we've got these guys behind us. We'll see what they do here. Um, we've still got running backs in the queue. We've got Jamal Williams. We've got Khalil Herbert. Um, we've got Zamir White sitting there. We've got three running backs on the team right now. So ideally, like that would be nice to get one of those guys to come back. 
But if not, we do have Isaiah McKenzie, Wandell Robinson, and Julio Jones, who would be a stack with Tom Brady also in the queue. And as soon as I say that, Khalil Herbert still goes off as the fifth running back uh, to Team 9 in the draft. So take him out of there. But looking at the squad so far, we have got starting quarterback Tom Brady. At running back, we've got Travis Etienne, explosive pass catching down back. Chase Edmonds, explosive pass catching down back. Ramondre Stevenson, a guy that Ian and I do not have a share of together yet, but we got him in round eight where he's been going in round six and round seven. Uh, you know, also does check the boxes of was pretty good in the passing game last year from a targets per route run standpoint. Really good as far as his yards after contact, uh, missed tackles forced. So those are nice things. Oh, wow. And we get the teams to behind us now to go after their backup quarterbacks, basically. Um, but then at receiver, we have got <laughs> Stefan Dix, Keenan Allen, DK Metcalf, DeAndre Hopkins, Chris Olave, and Traylon Burks. And remember, this is one quarterback, two running backs, two receivers, two flex, and one tight end. And it is tight end premium. Like This is a really strong lineup from top to bottom. We've got some good depth going. I really, really like this squad, Ian. The only question, Dwayne, is... Do you think we need like Jamal Williams to this? We do. That, that's why okay. I was just I was just covering with uh I just covered our queue and talked about, you know, who's remaining, um, taking the receiver. Like we're hoping one of Jamal Williams or even Zamir White at this point. I would just take either one if one of yeah. them's there. Now, the only thing you could get me to not do that for would be if you just want the Julio stack. Um, I don't the care other about one would the, be I don't really yeah. care about the stack, you know. Okay, it's fine. It's fine. I, I agree. I think the positional need is greater than the stack at this point. You know, like if did Hamler already go? No, he's way down there. Like if we have six wide receivers, if Hamler or like KJ Osborne or someone is our set is our seventh instead of Julio or McKenzie, like, yeah, I they're rank lower for a reason, but at the same time, like the running back drop off is huge. So I just think uh and now we will have either Jamal or Zamir. I think that's the move. Let's go. Jamal. Jamal Williams. Yep. Got Just it. this dude was built in a factory to be your <laughs> RB four in fantasy football, man. Just I'm I telling you, man. If something does, we don't want it to. But if something does happen with DeAndre Swift, like he can be an every down back. Like this guy can play pass downs. We've seen him do it before. He's not an explosive playmaker. Like you know, we want the explosive pass catching backs. But you know, you reach a point in the draft where. The explosive part's gone. <laughs> so you're just like, give me the guy that can still play every downs, including passing downs. And Jamal Williams is that. And, and even though we say he's not explosive, like he's definitely a high energy runner. Like he's still a fun guy to watch, you know, play football. Yeah. Um, and, and they got Justin. I saw the nice Justin. They have a good Jackson, offensive line, man. Justin Jackson had a nice hurdle after like picking up 35 yards and in his game. They, they got Goblin out there. I'm not saying those guys, it's not going to be 100 percent Jamal Williams, but I really last year it was only like 50. 55% and that was when he was really banged up and even though he was banged up he was still flirting with like 18 to 20 touches per week so man we just need like a little bit more than that and we're talking about someone again being this year's version of James Conner which I really think is firmly within his range of outcomes squad's looking good though Dwayne dude I I love the squad if David Njoku comes back, I would be willing to take him as well. It really does look like he's going to get the full-time role. Evan Ingram also looks like he is going to have a full-time role based on what we've seen with starters this preseason. Those are two, and we've talked about them in the past, We've athletic tight ends that could still really come through. If they could have the every down, when we say every down, these are two guys that so far in preseason with the starters have been right around the 80% mark, which is what we want. Um, and if you're an 80% route participation tight end, historically, like over like the last 15 years, 
90% of the time, you're a top 12 tight end when that happens. Now, again, we have to always caveat that with Tyler Higby from last season. <laughs> and what we can pause a moment for silence if you want, whatever we need to do about that. But for the but now, like looking back at Tyler Higby, like the way they used him, man, like putting him outside, making the cornerback go with him so that they could keep Cooper Cup inside right. against the linebacker and stuff. So basically Tyler Higby was just this freaking chess piece that was like Sean McVay's like, you guys are idiots. Like, you know, you're gonna give me this matchup with Cooper Cup. Amazing. And it's it is funny though, man. Uh I, I've I spent the last Thursday, like since March, every Thursday, John Daigle and Hayden Winks and I and Dwayne, you joined us two or three times. We do the four for four stream. So it was always good being able to pick those guys' minds throughout the week. As much as uh, I really do believe Dwayne and I have our shit together, you know, we, we bring on guests here just to just to make sure sometimes. And uh, Hayden brought up the point last time where it's wild, man. You look at these underdog rankings. You can argue that tight end 16 through 20, even 21, is better than tight end like 11 through 15. Like, Dwayne, if you could have these five tight ends, Cole Komet, Pat Fryermuth, Alberto, Irv Smith, and Hunter Henry, or David Njoku, Mike Jasicki, Gerald Everett, Robert Tunyon, and Tyler Higby. Like, it's pretty damn close. Yeah, no, actually, out of the group you just said, I would take Njoku at the top easily. Like, that's right. the guy I would rather have. For, yeah. I'm just saying, like, those groups of five, even. Like, right. the, second, the second one, okay, sure, maybe you prefer the group, uh, the top group, but when you start looking at the ADPs involved, it's like, what are we doing here? So I'll tell people, like, here's who you should be taking. Evan Ingram, Brevin Jordan, David Njoku. If, if you get past the top guys, just read your cue, see where they're going, and the last name I'll throw in is Mo Cox. All those guys have yeah, been over buddy. 75% routes run per drop back with the starters this preseason. Those are the targets I would have if I miss on the top ones. I would not mess with Hunter Henry. It looks like it's going to be a real split now. Um well, Albert O, if he falls far enough, like we still like the talent profile profile. Um, and people got all excited just because he didn't get thrown out there with the starters. You know, uh, <laughs> look, folks, like he played in the third and fourth quarter. And I love Albert O. Like this is an Albert O. Like if, if there's such a thing as a truther, like I'm an Albert O truther. Like Ian, you know, gave me a hard time about it all offseason. But when enough things happen, like I'm like, okay. I just I'm like, you're Wait. right. Like as as someone that has been tied to a lot of truthers or a lot of I've I've been a truther for a lot of players that some people argue maybe haven't worked out to that great of uh, extent so far. Keep extending the timeline, man. Extend the timeline, change the bar, and they can never prove you wrong. <laughs> yeah, it's just like character arcs, like on like Game of Thrones. You just keep changing it, man. Like you can't. Yeah, I'm. Hey, hey, you. hey! House of Dragons. House of. Oh, dude, yeah, I've watched the, the first dragons. two. Have you watched them? Big same, enjoying them. I, I missed the uh, original Game of Thrones craze because I just I, I watched it like after the whole series. I did too. Was uh, kind of done, so it's good to be in from the ground floor on uh, on this one. I haven't been uh, tweeting too much yet, but it's 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 always a chance to get some meme material, Dwayne. I, I was uh, I was shouting out the rehearsal another time. That's another great HBO uh, show. Nathan Fielder out, out out originally trying to stay cultured here, even in the thick of a uh, fantasy football season. How about that? Great day to be great. Yeah, look at us. I don't. We've. We've. I don't think we've ever even talked about any TV show. This is this podcast first time. <laughs> so, this is. I. I, I don't want to shit another podcast, but I do. Uh, it is funny when. Hey, that many people are interested, man. Which Game of Thrones really did take over like everything. And I remember like people. It was the one kind of show that people would talk about on fancy or sports Twitter, and people were just like, okay, like whatever. Like this is this is an exception. Uh, to it was the, the yeah. It was stuff. the one that was allowed. 
Yeah, so you know, I'm not going to be the podcast that uh, we're not going to be the so, podcast that talks about it. But that's okay. Deontay it's- Foreman just went off the board. Like, folk, don't don't take Deontay Foreman. Honestly, if you if you're going to take one back, I have Chuba. Chuba one spot ahead of Deontay. How yeah, I think it's probably even more than that. It's still going to be a committee, but Chuba's handled almost all the passing down work all preseason. So if you have something that happens with CMC, remember, this is the Panthers. Probably not going to be a good team. You want the passing down back. Deontay Foreman has taken on 60% of the short down and distance work. Uh, Chuba only 40%. So I think he'll steal some of the touchdowns, which will make things tough. If I had to take one as Chuba, my overall advice would be just to avoid the backup situation and with behind CMC. I think it's going to be a committee between both guys, um, and it could also just change on us, like at any moment. Like we just don't know for sure what it's going to look like. And if I in, had to pick one, yeah. it would be Chuba. And then in Tennessee, if you had to pick one, it'd be Dontre Hilliard. That one's far easier to, uh, you know, figure out. But Hassan Haskins, even if he does beat out uh, Julius Chestnut, whose name I'm now pretty confident we got down, uh, it does look like Haskins probably has the lead in that. But with that said, Dontre Hilliard would still be someone that I think could handle 10 carries and then get uh, the heavy majority of the pass down work should Derrick Henry miss some time. There goes Tanyan. Another Robert. name I'm really just Tanyan. Tanyan like Funyan. No, 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 it's Tanyan whenever I say it. Oh my gosh. Now you say Albert Okwabunum. You you say that. I look, Dwayne. I, <laughs> I just say it. Say it the way you know to say I, it. You're Albert Al, Albert Oak. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> All right. So here we go. Um Julio still on the board here. So if he's here, I think he's the smash pick. Um then I think it's Evan Ingram or Brevin Jordan. Uh, and Brevin typically goes a little later, so we could wait. But I think we could grab Evan Ingram. Julio! Actually, yeah, here we go. Let's get Julio. I'm looking behind us. Everybody has one tight end. It doesn't matter. This is too late for Julio. We're just going to take him. We've got Brady on the squad. Bro, we almost took him last round. Yes, you're correct. Fantastic. And I think we have a reasonable chance at getting maybe both those tight ends to fall to us, honestly. We'll see. Evan Ingram's the one up top, but the other name that I have in our queue is Raheem Mostert. I know we don't, we're not yeah. like big handcuff guys, but when I'm getting him in round 14 and oh. we talked about it, it could really be an even split. And if for some reason Chase Edmonds went down, man, if for whatever games Mostert's healthy, we can, I, and look, we have no way of predicting that, folks. It could be a quarter. Like yep. Ian knows last year it was a sad <laughs> first. It was a fad, it was a sad like second drive, maybe. <laughs> Of the 49. He led the league in yards for carry, Dwayne. Minimum two carries. Noah Fant goes off the board here. Folks, do not draft Noah Fant. He has not even been in a route 60% of the time with the starters. You heard 80%'s good. Like he's at 55%. You are not ever, ever, ever going to be able to start Noah Fant, even in case of a fire. Even if the starter, <laughs> Will Disley, goes down, it's not going to matter. Colby you stole my line. You stole my line. Gonna, I did. It's a good one to steal it from you for, though. Like I, I, I felt like I appropriately used I it. I was literally typing out a tweet using that joke. I'm going to continue to do it, but that's hilarious. That's a mind meld moment if I've ever, if I've ever seen one. <laughs> hey, I updated the sheet. Kobe Myers was gone, in fact. I got your back, bro. Thank you. I saw you're doing that. Like we're, we're, we're like eight in on these, and you're finally helping me. I do appreciate it. <laughs> the uh, uh when, when you were late at the doctor's uh at the eye appointment or whatever i was like hustling you freaking to out you're out. like oh my god what am i gonna do <laughs> i figured it out it was all good you were well i mean it helped when the freaking commissioner paused the draft for us so we'll uh we'll take it join well that and it was just classic uh you know podcasting Dwayne going 89 miles an hour down a 40 mile an hour country road there goes evan ingram it's okay we're good I remember you were doing that and I was like, Hey, this is funny, but like, 
please don't speed. It's okay. We're just in the, you know, we're in the first <laughs> round. Oh my! It goodness. wasn't in a school zone. I'll at least say that. There we go. KJ Osborne <laughs> off the board. Still have Brevin Jordan, Raheem Mostert, Mike Davis available. Mostert or Mike Davis, man. Uh, I think we need to go ahead and grab Mostert here. That's fine with me. Mike Davis goes later, but Mike Mike Davis is going to be a. I think he might be the starting running back for the Ravens for like the first couple of weeks, which is madness. But yeah, you're right. We can get him uh, far later. I didn't check the uh, ADP on that. Yep. Yeah, you you, you, you have to type. Yeah, you got to type him in to even get him to pull up. Somebody's awesome. got to would have to have like a somebody. No, that's fine. You, they have to be looking at a sheet telling them to I, take Mike Davis. I do think they're uh, like you have in the same tier, like as you should. But uh, <laughs> it is funny how how wide that is. So yes, Raheem Mostert, welcome to the squad. Still, I, I really hope that Hamler falls to us next round. That would be a coup, if you met, if you might say. And, and or, Paris, or Campbell, Paris Campbell's the other one. Um, three players that I'm pretty much taking at the end of every one of these drafts are KJ Hamler, Paris Campbell, and Terry McLaurin. All explosive playmakers. All um, will. Well, Campbell. Hey, hold on, and, Dwayne. Hold on, hold, hold on, Dwayne. Yeah, go ahead. Before you talk about Paris Campbell, I just want to say that we're doing a new segment here, the sleeper of the day for a bit, courtesy of the fine fantasy app and folks over at Sleeper. Love that we're getting some work done with them. So, Dwayne, how about you talk about our sleeper of the day, Mr. Paris Campbell? Yeah, Paris Campbell, this last game, again, did not come off the field whenever they went to 12 personnel. So he was the guy that stayed out. I think him and Alec Pierce will probably split a little bit of those, but Paris Campbell really does look to be the base set receiver, not just the slot guy. Whenever they go to three wide, he is the one that gets to kick inside and play from the slot. We know he's an explosive playmaker. He's somebody that you can get involved underneath. You can get him involved over the top. He just hasn't been healthy. You know, he's a second-round pick, and I'm still excited about him, man. Um, Curtis Samuel. If you look at Washington, they're going to play three wide receiver sets. That's what they're going to do this year. They're the same person, pretty much, like for all kinds of purposes. And and so Curtis Samuel has been out there over 75% of the dropbacks with the starters. So again, Washington's going to a three wide set. It wouldn't necessarily surprise me. And if we look up and it's week four and we're like, uh, Curtis Samuel is actually the wide receiver too behind Terry McLaurin. He's a good player. Again, you just want to take explosive good players at the ends of these drafts. If something were to happen to McLaurin, or to happen to Jahan Dotson, then all of a sudden you're talking about a guy that's really got a significant role with Washington. So lots of outs for players like that. I mean, Curtis Samuel, like, yeah, he disappointed in 2019 because Kyle Allen just, I, I don't even want to talk about it. It just makes me mad. But 2020 comes back. I think he yeah. might have had an extra game. Or two. He literally outscored Cooper Cup in the year 2020 when both guys had terrible quarterbacks. I mean, it's just a, something that happened in this version of the simulation that we're in. I mean, both him, all three of them, him, Robbie, DJ Moore, those were all top 30 wide receivers with Teddy Bridgewater. That's the one kind of hesitation I've had about these uh, Broncos wide receivers. It's like, how come Teddy could do this in Carolina, but he couldn't do it in Denver? But luckily, I think Russell Wilson is going to be fine enough to solve that problem. Brian Robinson falling off the board, RB60. Yeah, that's just, it's a tough situation to gauge. Dwayne, how come Tyrion Davis Price is in red, a little banged up? Uh, no, I just, I actually, so this weekend as I was drafting, um, and I was just kind of noticing the flow of the drafts and people are just letting Tyrion Davis price buy, you know, so I just kind of put like, I put him red just because I just wanted to go back and research it more. Like I haven't actually got to the utilization stuff for the 49ers for this past weekend. Like I'll get to that in the morning, 
Um, just kind of raising a flag. But a lot of the guys, yeah, that have red, like if I've totally moved them down the board, you'll just see their rank says nine ninety nine. <laughs> I just haven't resorted yet because I didn't want to redraw the lines on these tiers before we draft. <laughs> yes, folks, I can be lazy about certain things. If I think something doesn't matter too much and I can push it off till later to do something I think matters more, fine. Call me a procrastinator. All right, I'm going to update one thing, Dwayne. You have Duke as 999. Oh, no, you're going to fix that? I'm just going to put him 93. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not trying to fair. tell you. I'm not trying to tell you how fair. to do your job. I just want him in the Rex. That's all. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I, can, I can go with that again. Um, um, that's going to be a sad day this week. I'm, I'm not sure if he's going to make that cut, Dwayne, but I, I, I know I'll have like freaking 30 of you on Twitter letting me know as soon as it happens. So thank you to all you uh, brave, brave soldiers out there. Uh, where are you at now on Isaiah likely, you know, we we're hearing now rumors that what if really he's just maybe going to be on the field more than we think you and I, I think both agree that he plays the same role as Mark Andrews. So he's not taking the stuff from Andrews, but at the same time, like, I mean, do we really know that Devin Duvernay is going to be on the field that much? I mean, what's, could he? what's likely ceiling if Andrews doesn't get hurt, like tight end 12 or something like when are we, we're not going to ever feel good about flexing likely maybe in premium okay and that's what we're drafting right now so i'm not saying no to him in this range but for redraft purposes like we're talking about a handcuffed tight end here i still think even in the freaking hey let's look at everyone's like best case scenario there's a lot of tight ends that have a far better one than isaiah likely he's, he's a f- number two tight end at the end of the day man i feel like this is classic i'm asking it, it, what would be terrible Right. If you're not drafting him, if all of a sudden they just basically use him as a wide receiver. And if there's one team that might try to do it, like it would be the freaking Ravens. Like, but is he gonna come on, man? Like he how he ran 25 routes against you know, oh, hey, you're the guy that you're the guy that says that Tony Pollard could be a starting slot receiver. So why couldn't a tight end be a starting receiver? Uh, I hate when you bring logic. <laughs> you just hate when I bring Tony Pollard. Ian's like okay. My point, my point with likely, unlike Davis, are you kidding me? We know Tony Pollard has been an elite talent with the football in his hands. I'm just saying, I'm not positive that Isaiah likely is the next big thing at tight end yet. He had a fun couple game stretch again. Jesper Horstead had three touchdown game in the preseason last year. Man, let's let's bring the let's bring the bar down lower. And hey, like. I, Dwayne, you know the amount of USFL research, research I had to do this spring, man? Go look at the preseason leaderboards. Yes, you, you'll see Isaiah Likely with a couple nice comp groups, and you're also going to see a handful of tight ends with his yards per route run, or at least in the top 10, that have probably not even played a regular season game in the last three years because it's a Kyle Sloter story, man. Like You see four or five quality starters that have had good preseasons, then you see a bunch of freaking nobodies because it is the preseason. So I'm prepared to be wrong, but like, how come not – was there a soul that said a damn thing about Isaiah likely before preseason? There were actually like, so like th- there were, there were, <laughs> damn, there were, damn. Yeah. <laughs> Look again, it obviously, uh, it wasn't like a huge, you know, amount of folks. Otherwise he, this is someone you should take in your yeah, fourth yeah. or fifth round of your dynasty rookie draft. But like, in a draft like this, where you're playing tight end premium, like yeah. I, I think he's a name you consider at the end of a draft. I mean, I'm not taking him over, over Brevin Jordan or maybe even Mo Ali Cox, who I think, you know, have starting roles. So we got two picks till us, Ian. Um, I've got KJ Hamler, obviously in the queue. I think he's the easy pick if he's there. Um, Curtis Samuel, we can wait on. Paris Campbell usually goes later. Um, the other name that I do like that people have just completely forgotten about is Christian Watson. Um, yeah. So, I mean, he's still the 
first receiver, right, that the Packers selected. He's been out due to a knee injury, but he is back at practice now. Didn't play in that last preseason game because they want to take it safe with him. It's a very weak depth chart, right? And we've got Aaron Rodgers throwing you the football. So a lot of things that could happen for someone like a, a Christian Watson. I think Hamler is is the first guy yes, that I would target. Hamler. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Take your kicker. Take kicker. So we're taking Hamler, right? Yes, sir. Lock it right, in. Cool. Look, again, Dwayne, I said it from day one. I've been a lifelong Romeo Dobbs fan for months. With that said, him and Isaiah <laughs> likely are the two guys that we are hyping up because of pure preseason efficiency. And that's supposed to be our rule that we don't do. Yeah, and but again, you're late. Right now, you're drafting in rounds that most people drafting in home. That's leagues, the other they're, thing. They're, their draft's already over. Right? That's we're, the other we're, thing. We're in a twenty rounder. <laughs> I'm doing a little bit of a straw man thing here, so I, I know Isaiah likely isn't being considered as a top twelve tight end. So it's all at the ADP. Just, I, I just really think that if we simulate the season, like how, how many times out of a hundred is Isaiah likely really gonna matter, and for him to be dominating the conversation is just so typical preseason fair but play to him goes like as if yeah I, I think it's fair but you still you do want to bet on talent late and he's at least flashed right so i mean there's other guys down here that haven't shown anything yet Does, doesn't mean that they're not good but yeah anyway i'm old enough to remember i, 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 I do like brevin jordan i want brevin jordan to come back to us here if not okay. i like christian watson and paris campbell the running backs I've been putting in my queue, these guys are actually drafting pretty good at running back. Usually I get Mike Davis in round 16 or 17. He went in round 15 here. I usually get Amir Abdullah in round 16. He went in round 15 here. You know, Benjamin went in round 15 here. Um, so they're kind of sniping the queue. Like every time I put a player over. Well, Jeff Wilson, Johnson. he might Who? be the handcuff. Jeff Wilson Who? might be the handcuff. Yeah, Jeff Wilson might be the handcuff. The other name was uh, in my mind was Samaji P. Ryan. I think it's pretty clear at this point that P. Ryan is yeah. the backup, not not Chris Evans. Um, who else we got here? We just talked about Chuba. I'll throw him over there. I don't really want him. You think Kenyon Drake's going to sign somewhere? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I could just tell by the tone. No. <laughs> We're not taking Kenyon Drake. Probably, but I don't know, man. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Did you see the uh, Josina Anderson tweet where it was like, Kenyon Drake basically said like, hey, I got my guaranteed money. I'm good if I play football this year or I don't. I, I don't know, Dwayne. That's not the. Uh, that's not maybe the exact. I, yeah. I, res I respect the hell that, out of it. That but sounds like that could be the reason you got cut. Yeah, <laughs> if That was kind of your attitude. I respect the hell out of it, but when we're trying to build a winning fantasy football champion, I'm not so sure we have a place on our roster just like the uh, Raiders decided. Hopefully, Brevin Jordan falls one itsy-bitsy pick here. Just one pick more pick. Just one one more pick. pick. That's all we're asking. Kenny Galladay still on the board. My goodness. I will say with Brevin Jordan, um, oh, my God. Yeah, he's about to get cut. That's what's about to happen to him. Oh, How's this? he actually hit the cue with Paris Campbell. There we go. Brevin, Brevin. Jordan on the squad. Bro, like. The hip surgery just hasn't been the same, I guess. Like, it's, it's madness to me. Like, Kenny Galladay, my goodness, we had to do enough to be like the $72 million receiver. Isn't a, even last year, like people weren't lining up to draft him, but it was like the pessimistic and kind of ADP. Like he was kind of a, what, a, a mid tier kind of like wide receiver three when a lot of people kind of with his sort of history of success and just having that contract would be going a lot higher. And nowadays, like still on the freaking board. My goodness, man! But I guess that's a that could be the. It's like the Des Bryant drop off. Honestly, if I could pick any kind of thing to describe it, where literally 
2016, Dez could still do a few things. And 2017 was a brutal year. And he was out of the league. Like Kenny Galladay, 2019, fantastic. 2020 only plays four and a half games, but goes out there. And in those four games, did some good things. Pretty freaking brutal 2021. And all of a sudden, it's like, is this dude going to have a roster spot anywhere? Yeah. Yeah. It's It's been a bad uh, three years for Kenny. <laughs> I guess two years for sure. But yeah. Everything I'm hearing, I mean, it sounds like he could be cut. But, you know, maybe Kenny just needs a change. Um, you know, it is crazy to see him this late, Ian. Like, if he comes back, I'll take him. <laughs> I'm yeah. At this point. Sure. I mean, even if he signs somewhere else, like, I don't know. 73 I mean, wide receivers have been drafted, Dwayne. That's my point. Like, how yeah, bad does it have to get? This guy has a contract with freaking 72 and then, what, six zeros? That's how it works, I think. That is so freaking big, man. And this dude's going outside the top 70 wide receivers. This is going later than the amount of millions of dollars in his contract. Has that ever happened? Like, I uh, no, like this, over, has be the, this has got to be the latest he's gone for, for a sure. wide receiver. I mean, we're around 16. This has got to be the latest. This is, this is pure madness. Like, we got people gobbling up defenses and kickers. Just never mind, Kenny G. <laughs> <laughs> Babytron. We all called this man Babytron for years. Like Kenny Galladay was a baller with Matthew Stafford for years. Marvin Jones is going to go ahead of Kenny Galladay. If he hasn't already, probably already has. Yeah. Marvin Jones is a name that often gets drafted and I forget to mark him off. <laughs> <laughs> One of those guys, Jamison Williams, finally off the board wide receiver 74. I'll say this. If your league has IR and stuff, Jamison Williams becomes a lot more acceptable. Yes. In the sort of rounds. Yep. All right. So through 16 rounds, we got one quarterback. His name is Tom Brady. Got him round 10. We have five running backs, Travis Etienne, Chase Edmonds, Ramondre Stevenson, Jamal Williams, and Raheem Mostert. All five, man. Not, like We're not thrilled about starting Mostert or Jamal more weeks than not. You can maybe even throw Stevenson in there. But all three do have that potential flex value with the potential for so much more, especially in Williams, Stevenson, Edmonds, and Etienne case. But it's true, Dwayne. If Chase Edmonds got hurt at this point. It'd be pretty hard to keep uh, Mostert out of the starting lineup as well. Oh, dude, if, if Chase Edmonds got hurt, we'll feel great about starting Mostert. Like, we don't want Chase Edmonds hurt, but. <laughs> um, and yeah, as we say, like, it's not ideal to handcuff your own running back, but that's definitely in best ball. And when it's round freaking. And it was late. Round six and 14 is different than, you know, let's see, Zeke went round three and Pollard went round seven. Like, there's, I, I would argue, you know, we're taking Raheem Mostert next to guys like Marlon Mack, Isaiah Spiller, and Miko Harbin. There's, you know, Tony Pollard going up against Kyler Murray and Drake London, DeAndre Hopkins, and guys like that. So everything at the right price can be okay at tight end. Oh, yeah, we figured it out earlier. Mike An Mark Andrews didn't have to worry about it until we just got Brevin Jordan round 16. Nice little late-round dart. Is he – I feel like, Dwayne, I've seen uh, quite a few tweets from you about Brevin Jordan. Is he turning into your favorite late, late-round tight end of the season? He's definitely one of them. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I kind of gave the list. I mean, it's Mo Ali Cox, it's Brevin Jordan. Evan Ingram's not really a true late, late-round. In most of your drafts, it will be late-round. Um, the other one would be Daniel Bellinger. So those guys have pretty much all been on the field all the time with the starters. So if you just find yourself in a pinch at tight end and it didn't work out right, while all these other guys take Gaseckis and they take the Noah Fance and the Gerald Everett's and all those, just let them, just let them keep taking them. And then you just circle back and you take Brevin Jordan, um, you know, or you take a guy like Mo Alley Cox. And then, you know, you, if you got to play the wire later on the tight end, you can't. 
did uh did Kenny Galladay get cut or something? How the how is he still available? Yeah, just is... you, I'm gonna look it up real quick. I'll go to Twitter. <laughs> there was also, a tweet earlier about how he rubs Brian DeBowl the, the wrong way. I was cackling. Uh, shout out to Rita Oak at Rita Oak underscore art, the girl that's been drawing Jimmy G every day until he gets traded. Um, <laughs> she's got some more work to do, Dwayne. Uh, I think it's going to be a bit until Jimmy G gets traded. <laughs> yeah. All I see is this one thing from NFL rumors. Kenny Galladay has rubbed the Giants head coach Brian DeBowl the wrong way since he arrived in New York. Uh, the latest athletic roster projections from from the athletics still have kenny galladay on the team yeah bro it's him versus like darius slayton colin johnson just got hurt like come on yeah i mean i don't pick once what pick are we at 1708 yeah let's just take him i mean so what we cut him week one i mean i'm fine we're at like pick 211 he's going 50 <laughs> he's picks 163 let's just take him <laughs> let's take kenny galladay in round 17 <laughs> yes let's go all right we got him kenny welcome to the squad <laughs> it's the only time we'll say it ever at this point my goodness yeah <laughs> all right so we have one more pick left before we got to take a kicker and a defense mr harditz so hopefully uh mr mo alley cox or mr curtis, curtis samuel. samuel we got plenty of guys the the other option is Dearness Johnson, yep. running back Samaje P Ryan. I feel like we need one more running back on this roster. I, I hate fun. letting Curtis Samuel go. We probably should have just taken him over Kenny Galladay. <laughs> I was I was thinking that, but how many how many chances? Do you, well, maybe we're gonna get a lot more chances. Yeah. I, mean, I, I, don't, I don't. Yeah, this this seems extreme. Fifty um, picks past ADP, like that is madness. Was he a what number wide receiver was he? Wide receiver seventy nine. I think that's I think that's okay. Yeah. But so, I do wonder about Curtis. <laughs> who do you like out of P Ryan and Dearness Johnson? I think we need to take one of those two. I think it's P Ryan just because if if we know if Mixon were to get hurt, right? Right. Like, but I will say P Ryan's not getting traded before week one. Dearness could. could. Yeah, and Dearness is the better player by far. <laughs> Let's take Dearness. There's more upside with him, but if he goes, we'll just take Piran. I, I Bro, think we need to hey, take him back. If Dearness doesn't get traded, we can probably cut him and get Piran. Or at least we'll have a chance to. I'm not sure if Piran's gonna get drafted. Okay. Yeah. He he does sometimes, but yeah, he, he does, does sometimes as well. So like Dearness, I think at this point would just be worth the flyer. Or do we want to take a and eh, he'll probably be gone? Let's go, Dearness. Okay. Yeah, if there's another name you like, for sure say it. These guys have actually done a pretty good job uh, picking over this this running back queue. Um, yeah, like Ty Montgomery. Got one, two, three, four, five, six. nine wide receivers. Yeah, I guess we don't need a tenth. Uh, and I and I, I like guess... getting the extra back just because technically Raheem Mostert and Edmonds are tied to one another. You know what I mean? That's true. I, I think the earnest. Okay. All right. If he's here, we'll take him. If he goes, we'll just take P Ryan. No problemo. Not taking Chuba. Can't do it. All right. Devin Duvernay off Johnson. the board. Boom. There we go. Honestly, with how well they've picked all these backs and picked them over, I'm kind of surprised we even had Terrence Johnson left. Six RBs on the squad now. RB1, Travis Etienne, RB2, Chase Edmonds, RB3, Ramondre Stevenson, 
RB4, Jamal Williams, RB5, Raheem Mostert, and finally, Dearness Johnson. I'll take it, man. This is like at least our first uh, – I mean, having ETN and Edmonds, those are like the two ultimate, hey, we're playing uh, fantasy football, not real life, and that's why these guys should maybe be going a little bit higher than they actually are. We will see that we do have the entire Miami backfield. And, hey, we've been saying for years about the Shanahan backfield, don't be afraid to have you know extra bullets in that chamber there. So with uh, Miami there coming from the Shanahan tree, you just never know. Dwayne has left the building, leaving me to fend for myself. I think I'll be okay, everyone. Been here in this position before. Nothing new for your boy. We got to get a defense next. I've written one article about defense this entire offseason, everyone, but I think it was a good one. Went through, looked at the havoc rate of defenses, and havoc is a cool little stat where basically you're just only kind of forcing yourself to look at things that are going to create turnovers because it's pretty freaking hard to predict the defenses week to week that – I should say that they're not going to be as available when we're looking at streamers and lower ranked defenses to get teams with, you know, facing an opponent with an implied total of like 15, 16 points, where it's going to be pretty obvious who those are. We can find some, you know, unearth some other values by looking at havoc, which is tackles for a loss, plus forced fumbles, plus interceptions, plus pass deflections, plus pressures divided by play. So all big things that kind of lead to fantasy points being scored was able to take that, go through, take also the strength of schedule using our lovely fancy football strength of schedule tool over at PFF. And I came away with the four defenses in special teams to try to leave your draft with. Number one, ADP. Number three, Indianapolis Colts only going behind Buffalo and Tampa Bay. Difference is Buffalo is in Los Angeles facing the Rams in week one. Tampa is in Dallas facing the Cowboys. The Indianapolis Colts get Davis Mills and Trevor Lawrence to start the season. If they are there at an appropriate range, go ahead and get them. But I'm still not reaching on them because we got the San Francisco 49ers going as a DST number six with the Bears and the Seahawks during the first two weeks of the year. The Denver Broncos are going as a DST number nine. Yeah, Seattle crowd revenge game with Russell Wilson and all that going on. Maybe that's not quite as easy as we're imagining in week one. But then, hey, we get the Texans at home. And if you miss out on all those three, we still got the Cleveland Browns going at as the DST number 17. Panthers, Jets, Steelers, and Falcons. Dwayne, I saw you draft uh, with someone else. I, I don't consider cheating by any stretch. You know, we're both out here doing things uh, like that. But uh, I will say, uh, I saw you guys got Cleveland uh, later. I, I, I like to think that I had something to do with it. <laughs> yeah, man, it's the first. Those first four weeks look great. That that, that that's honestly how I've handled defenses like for years. Like just find the easy matchups. Like and yep. but when you get to Perrick with the havoc rate as well. Like yeah, I I love the way that you broke it down. I mean, we got Miles freaking Garrett out here. It's Aaron Donald's obviously the best defensive player alive and has been for like the last half decade at least. It's just if there is going to be someone to knock him kind of off his throne, like Miles Garrett is someone that I think is on the extremely short list. I mean, my uh, absolutely. goodness. Still got Clowney. We got Denzel Ward back there. There's a lot of players in that Cleveland Browns defense, you know, really at all three, at least on the defensive line and in that secondary. So, We'll see what's what there. I see Dwayne has some kickers in the queue. I'm not going to address that. If Cleveland is gone, which I don't know that they will be, Baltimore, if they're still there. Well, every, everybody still to there. our left, all ha they all have a defense. So unless they want to double up, we get Cleveland. Okay. Baltimore is going to be somewhat, bro. They get the Jets week one. So they get, they get Flacco or a, yeah. an injured version of Zach Wilson. Like, man. It's going to be, this is bad because Zach Wilson, man, like part of what makes 
the best case scenario for Zach Wilson involves a lot of his athleticism, mobility, and him being a gunslinger that can get out of the pocket and launch that shit downfield. I don't want to bet on a limited mobility Zach Wilson, Dwayne. Like, this is my goodness. I'll tell you what, my streamer of the week on defense, if Zach Wilson is ready to go in week one through week four, like, it's going to be whoever's playing the Jets, like, every single damn time. Yeah. Wow. And look, everybody wants to double up on defense. They're just not taking the right ones. Folks, just a tip. Don't do this. They're don't doubling. Du- why? There's two, you're, you're two weeks away from the start of the season. Throw any name you want that's at least on a team onto your roster. Stuff can happen in two weeks. Do not take two defenses. It's not do even not- two weeks. It, once your first, yeah. What's the first bye week? Four or five? Yeah. You're going to hold a roster spot with the second defense for that long? Exactly. And and if even if you're going to cut them the first week, it doesn't matter. Like you just shouldn't be taking two defenses whenever you've still got this much time before the season starts. Like, like fine, if it's one day before and you're like just stacking two defenses that you think have great matchups week one and two and you're going to cut the first one like as soon as the first week's over and use it, you know, to do your waiver run and you're going to uh, keep the other defense to play week two. Like then I could be like, okay, fine. If it's one day before the season starts. But right now we have all these days all the practices that are still left, there's still going to be players that could get injured. And so, and there also could just be breaking news around depth charts, different things that could happen. So go ahead and gra- grab a uh, Cleveland. You got him in. Good job. Way to go hard. It's on the ball. Got him. And yeah, I, I will. It's not necessarily towards the bye week it, They could be looking ahead, but either way, man, I understand at this point, if you just want to get your one defense, I know I've been an advocate of like, don't draft them at all. Preseason is done. There are still practices and stuff, but if you just want to get your one, that's fine. For the love of God. And you have to draft them in this one. Like, this format forces you. You right. have to draft the defense. You have to draft a kicker. But for the love of God, don't take two. What are we doing out here, Dwayne? Yeah. It's just, yeah. Yeah. You want you, it's just better to take shots on some of these other players that could end up. I mean, you could take Ty Montgomery. You could take Trey Sermon. You could take Chris Evans. You could take even Daryl Williams. Like, I know the news is we think Eno's the starter. We don't know for sure. Like, there's just any one of those guys, fine. You cut them, but it's better than carrying t- the Rams with the Bucks. You know, it, it's still, it's still the better option. Jameson Crowder is still out here on the board. Like he rested with the starters the other night. Like there's a lot of names I would much rather take than a second defense. Um, if all of a sudden Isaiah McKenzie went down, that's what you have to think of through. If Isaiah McKenzie went down in practice this week and Jameson Crowder is a free agent and he's going to be the starting slot receiver for Josh Allen, would you rather have the Rams as your second defense or Jameson Crowder on your team? There you go. Crowder probably is the Crowder moved or now. Yeah, but he would move to like the 11th or 12th round yeah. in drafts if that happened. As we wrap this up, through 19 rounds, I'll say through 20 rounds, we got we got some kicker. We'll find out at some point. Browns defense, quarterback, Tom Brady. Running backs, ETN, Edmonds, Stevenson, Jamal Williams, Raheem Moser, and DeAndre Johnson. Wide receiver, Diggs, Keenan Allen, DK Metcalf, DeAndre Hopkins, Chris Olave, Traylon Brooks, Julio Jones, KJ Hamler, and round 17, Kenny Galladay. How about that? Tight ends, we got Mark Andrews and Brevin Jordan. Dwayne, I like. I think it's a great team. I, I'm not saying it's my favorite we've done. I'm not saying it's not my favorite. It's definitely not. It's, again, we had the one one-on-one draft I didn't love, and I don't even hate that draft. I like all of our drafts, and I think that's a testament to the squads we got rolling out here, but situation where... I think we're competing. Yeah, no. And, and so this, this draft, we didn't necessarily have like a huge slide on anyone in value. This is more like we did get a lot of players still that we like. Um, and it's just about constructing, you know, a solid roster, right. And just, you know, 
thinking through like what how do you got to approach this what's the best way to get you know the maximum number of really good players that you want on your team i do like the fact that we did get exposure to Ramondre stevenson because he's a guy that you know he had just been so steamed up boards we never could get any exposure right and so we get him in round eight i really like that um we continue to pound deandre hopkins in round seven um you know i think you know once you get hopkins back for six weeks like wow like that could be a really huge advantage and guess what you can still come back behind him and you get Chris Olave, Traylon Burks, Julio Jones, KJ Hamler. We threw Kenny Galladay in because you know he just fell all the way down the board. That would have normally probably been uh, Curtis Samuel. You know, so I mean, I feel good about the I feel good about the roster and the way we constructed it. There weren't any crazy values other than the Ramondre Stevenson based on where he's been going recently. Um, and ETN sliding back around in the fourth round is really nice as well. So yeah, I, I like the team. And the main thing I look at when I first look at these like. It's cool when people post all their boards, and I love it. And people love it when we post ours, and they see some of the players that fell to us. And I, I, I get that's what most people are there to see, like who slid the furthest. Like the number one thing you're looking for is like, did someone construct like a really good roster? Yeah. Um, and I like the way we constructed the roster, so I feel good. Looking through the other squads, there are some solid contenders. I, I was going through like team one. I, I like team one. Yes, team one looks good. I, you know, there's a couple teams. Team. Team four, team five is okay. I, I was going through the first couple. And I was like, oh damn, like we got one good squad after another. With all due respect to uh, the last four teams, I'm not so sure they're going to be competing too much, but we'll see, man. I feel like if you can exit your draft and look at yourself and really consider yourself in that top four, you've done a good job. Again, we're always, you guys hear how Dwayne and I talk about a player before we draft. I guess it's probably more me than Dwayne, but you know, before we draft them, we can have this, you know, real back you know well rationed well thought out decision and then uh, after it so just all the optimism things so <laughs> i know we're going to be looking at it uh from a different lens after we're done uh getting through it but hey Dwayne, every single position we got i think we truly have the sort of upside involved to have like a top three four unit in the entire league if not the best one every single position that's all you can ask for yep i love the squad with that gonna wrap up the seventh football guys draft between Dwayne and myself again maybe just maybe we find a way to get up to 10 if not you know you'll freaking live get over it Dwayne what do you got pff.com this week uh have all the utilization stuff that I will be submitting tomorrow so that'll come out um early on Wednesday I've got a my guys article coming out and then just one last fade article um before the last weekend of draft season so just really trying to get folks ready for this last weekend um might throw another thing in there. We'll see. But obviously, you and I have got a lot planned, and we're going to be getting Nathan Yankee on with us as well. So yeah. a lot of good stuff on the podcast this week. Dwayne and I will be back tomorrow updating the ranks based on everything that happened in week three. And then, yes, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end series with our guy, Nathan Yankee. The trio getting after it. We're going to talk through the players that we're the most different on, maybe just some you know sleepers here and there, bowl calls of the season. Just try to give you guys, again, another good you know, 45, 60-minute preview of the positions and everything we are thinking there. So for Dwayne, I'm Ian. Thanks to those for tuning in to PFF Fantasy Football Podcast. Until next time, take care, everybody.